me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You think of Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. But this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 464. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is our weekly news opinion show where we talk about the news and what our opinions of of it are. What what the hell am I doing? I don't know. <laughs> I think you got all the information across. It just wasn't with I your did. usual charm. I have charm? Can we call it that? I feel like if I get more specific, I'm going to get insulting as well. So let's just I'm just going to say you have charm. I never knew I had a charm. I... Have my grandfather's own And there goes watch. the charm. Yep, there, it just slipped. Did you it did you just feel it slither away? Yeah, kind of. Back to the used car salesman out, from whence it came. Leak, leaked out of an orifice. Yeah. I'm thinking like left ear. <laughs> Lower. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I want to just think left ear. <laughs> Quick question. Yes. How quickly can we crawl away from that conversation? Hmm. Well, they released the uh, Blu-ray special features for Justice League. Yay! Go for it. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, Blu-ray.com is reporting that it's 120 minutes, so that's that that's theatrical mm. runtime, guys. Yeah. Just go ahead and stick that in your pocket. Um, the Walmart <laughs> the Walmart version says there's a bonus scene not seen in theaters. Um. <laughs> But they do list uh, bonus scenes, plural. So, eh, who knows what's happening? I don't know what's happening. I, I looked at a number of different uh, articles about it, and they're all a little iffy. Yeah. As I'm far just, as I'm concerned. I, I'm presuming that there will be extra deleted scenes. Because mm-hmm. I, I just assume that now about physical media. When you actually go buy that thing that you get a couple of, you know, yeah. extra minutes. Like, by and by and large, the most interesting special feature on this release is called The Return of Superman, Bonus Scenes Not Seen in Theaters. Oh, that does sound delightful. I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be in the movie. Who knows? Somebody knows, but not me. 
so I kind of hope you go to like when you go to the special features, there's this and then and it, and it shows you like the sub menu. So you go into like the, the thing about Superman Returns and then the splash screen behind it where it's asking you to press play is just like a sink with a used razor on it. OK, I just think it'd be great trolling over the whole mustache gate. Oh, OK. I got you. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about like how everyone was like doing all those like the fan art of him with the beard. And I'm like, yeah, but when they woke him up, he didn't have a beard. <laughs> Which was weird. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen enough corpses to really work that one out I mean, for you. I had to I mean, you well supposedly your 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 hair still grows, but That's what I um, hear, but I've know, always thought like I don't know. I I don't know about that. Maybe if you're killed with kryptonite it doesn't. I don't know. I mean, even if that is true, which I have my suspicions <laughs> about I could be like, yep, not for Krypton, and we go, okay. Why do you have your suspicions? It just doesn't feel right. just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel like how chemical processes would work. Hmm. Never looked into mm. the... I've never Snopes that one, though. So. Uh, yeah, I've never paid attention to it really enough to... And this is hardly the venue for real journalism, so... <laughs> I say screw it. Let it ride. Believe it if you want to. Yeah. All right, so there are a number of special features, Road to Justice, Journey Alongside, DC Comics Creators as they explore over 50 years of the Justice League, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of these are just going to be like your standard documentaries, like little like creators talking about like, well, the thing about Superman is that uh, he was created in the in 1938, and uh, he's, he's had a lot of changes over the time. But, mm-hmm. I mean, and then they're going to do like, house. A, like a quick real montage, like a quick montage of all the different versions of him while they talk about it yeah. and stuff. They're going to do that. They're going to do that with the Justice League. They're going to show, like, the probably the, do that little sprawling, little panning uh, shot of the first Justice League comic where they're fighting Starro. And, yeah, you know, they'll do that kind of thing. Yeah. There, it's been on a million of these type of things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heart of Justice, discover the heart, soul, and mind of the Justice League as the cast and filmmakers share their admiration for DC's iconic trinity. Um, <laughs> technology of the Justice League. Interface with the Justice League database. I always hate those. <laughs> oh, which one's that <laughs> one? Where, like, you know, they'll probably, like, I don't know, have some sort of, like, oh, you're interacting with the a thing that looks like Bruce Wayne's computer. Oh, and there, it's going to be, like, dossiers Here's, and crap. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, oh, here are, here are some of the technology that you have. Open the file. It'll read about it. Yeah, yeah. Things I just never do on Blu-rays. Right. Or DVDs. Right. Uh, join Ray Fisher on a personal tour to meet the newest members of the Justice League, Aquaman and the Flash and Cyborg. I, I, I have no interest in this. No. <laughs> I, I, a lot of them are going to be very boring. That's just the way it is, these things. It's, it, you, you don't open, like, a special features pack and it's like, look at this surveillance cam footage of Zack Snyder punching a Warner Brothers executive. Yeah. Like, that, <laughs> that I would buy. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Steppenwolf the Conqueror. Join actor Siren Hines as the filmmaker and the filmmakers as they reveal the story behind man's uh, ancient enemy and the Justice League's greatest challenge. You can already people. You can already hear people right now going like, "Couldn't you maybe have considered exploring that, that in during the movie?" The movie? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could use just a smattering of that somewhere if you didn't mind. Just a sprinkling, even. Yeah. Because, you know, like, Hines was talking about, like, oh, he's 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 enslaved to Darkseid, and he runs around conquering the world, trying to earn his freedom. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a cool take on Steppenwolf. And then I go and see the movie, I'm like, that wasn't anywhere in there. Mm-mm. 
Now, and I, I like, I knew this was going to be a problem. I knew it was, but I, I before it ever happened. But like, villains are so rarely good that when I hear who they've made the villain of a movie, like when I heard it was going to be Steppenwolf, I thought, oh, damn it, because I yeah. already don't care about a lot of the new gods. It's well established; they just don't, just don't fancy them. Um, like, there's, I know, That's, I know, there's some play okay. to them, but whatever. I, they don't, I'm, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't care that much. And so, we've had this argument before. Yeah. Hey. And um, the the thing is, like, as soon as they, that that happened, I was like, well, here's what's going to end up happening. It's going to be a poorly fleshed out villain, and I'm going to be like, I don't see what you're talking about because really, I never did care, and I wasn't paying attention. Uh huh. I had no hope to shatter. I already am like the anti-life equation victim. <laughs> oh, mother. Right. Mother. Mm, mother. Yeah. Anyway, that was so yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, it was, again, strange days. <laughs> uh, we got revisiting the Amazons. Take a closer look at the filmmaking process behind Justice League's most visually exciting and action-packed sequences. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That seems pretty cool. Yeah. That's the same thing with Wonder Woman's Rescue. Yeah, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heroes Park, same thing. They literally gave us the same description. <laughs> Heroes Park, I, I'm i totally down with that. Heroes Park yeah, was a fantastic sequence. I would, I would really like to see how both those uh, were filmed. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, Tunnel Battle, again, same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, costume designer Michael Wilkinson explores the innovation and artistry that goes into creating the costumes of DC's iconic heroes. That seems okay. I'll probably never watch that. I mean, that one you're like 20 times more likely to watch ever than one that's like, see how we designed the Batmobile. And you're like, oh, I don't care at all. <laughs> well, About the know, fact that that was an F1 chassis that you, you broke down. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, let's get into some of the technological aspects of how we built this car. And all I hear in my head is dun 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 Yeah. Yeah. I just. I know. I know. And it's the same thing with the costume design, I think. It's like, look at this quote we put into this costume. All right. Yeah, I enjoy it more <laughs> when it's weird stuff that they don't actually admit to. Like, I learned recently that, uh, have you heard the name Jon Snow from Game of Thrones, at least? Yeah, yeah. I've seen pictures of him over and over again. He's got this big ruffled coat. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've the only time I've ever actually seen him that I recall is there was a battle scene that I heard so much about. Every now and then I'll hear so much about a scene in Game of Thrones that I'll just go like watch it because I'm never going to watch this thing. And then this is one where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So he's a great, okay. So he's a good fighter. And that's all I know now. But he's always had this big old fluffy coat on. And uh, mm-hmm. recently found out that that's an Ikea rug. <laughs> uh-huh. See, but that's the kind of stuff I want to hear about on the special features. Okay. Like, oh, we used this designer and blah, 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 blah. I don't care about any of that. I don't know about it. That's not my world. I don't know. What did you get from Ikea that made it onto this suit? That's all I need. Yeah. I, I want the thing where they're like explaining the 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 bit where Henry Cavill went to go get a bagel and they couldn't find him for a minute, so they had Hugo Weaving step in for him. <laughs> there was no schmear, so we lost it for half an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, Justice League Blu-ray box, apparently, <laughs> they've changed the coloring of the costumes to be a little more bright and poppy or... You know, completely recolored, honestly. It really is. It looks it's just ridiculous. like a different thing entirely. So that's a thing. Uh, fine. Coloring really wasn't the issue this time for me. So, I'm good. But more yeah, color? Sure. Right. Sounds great. I mean, it's not going to be on the movie. It's just going to be on the cover. Yeah. They're not spending that money. I know. There's so many people, like, hoping that it was. I don't know. I'm still, I guess, you know, good luck. 
Good luck. Yeah, I'm not, because what I saw was gaudy. <laughs> oh, this is why even stuff like, like, well, who did you ship that out to? Okay, well, who was who was in charge of just pulling this frame from the thing? Oh, well, just the intern, Fred. All right, well, Fred fucked up hard, because here's what happens now. What? Like, here's all the clickbait <laughs> articles about how they've changed the movie, and this is part of the Snyder Cut that didn't get released, and all this other stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fred, did you learn your lesson? Yeah. <laughs> all right, over to Shazam. Asher Angel, who's playing Billy Batson, posted a story on Instagram. It is a picture of a table read. He's sitting right next to Zachary Levi. Mm. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They look very much alike. I'm so excited <laughs> about this. Way more excited than I ever thought I would be about a Shazam movie. No, it snuck up on me. How's Zach looking? Is he is he getting swell? <laughs> oh, he's swell. He's swell? Oh, good for He's him. swell. <laughs> Chuck Dunn moved up. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, so David Sandberg <laughs> posted on a Reddit thread. Some uh, The Reddit thread was... Uh, is it safe to say Shazam will probably be, probably be DCEU's first comedic movie? David Sandberg responded, I think it's very funny, but the humor comes more from the situations rather than quippy one-liners. For people who read too, uh, sorry, for people who read too much into things, that's not intended as a dig at Marvel or anyone else in particular. Quippy one-liners can be great. The important thing for me is to mix the funny with the threat, the serious, and to also have dramatic moments. All funny, all the time, takes the weight out of it. Yeah, and yet he said all that, and yet I ran across an article whose headline was like, No quippy one-liners in Shazam! Uh You you could tell it was like, you could tell it's exactly what he just said. (laughs) Wasn't that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, the internet kind of blew up a little bit over some uh, Shazam character descriptions that that hashtag show recently quote-unquote uncovered. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was saying that, you know, Savannah is... You know, uh, it was describing Savan as an evil sorcerer who regenerates from death with world domination on his mind. And they also bring in, like, Beautia Savana, his daughter, Magnifica Savana, his son, and uh, hinted at a cameo that was probably going to be uh, Black Adam. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sandberg tweeted, those character breakdowns are bullshit. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so. Savannah is definitely not a reanimated sorcerer. Uh, and someone alerted that hashtag show to it, and they said, we'll see, our breakdowns haven't been wrong yet. And David Sandberg replied, well, there's a first time for everything. <laughs> Sincerely, the director of the film in question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, in and all fairness, little... they're, like, we use their TV breakdowns all the time. They're actually pretty pretty close. Yeah, well... Sandberg uh, just schooled him. Yeah. Hey. Even put put like a little winky kissy face emoji. Oh, that hurts. That has to hurt a little. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, this is exciting, I think. The rap is reporting that uh, Ron Cephas uh, Jones of This Is Us and Mr. Robot uh, is in talks for the role of the wizard in Shazam. I am totally down for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, Bobby Fish on Luke Cage. You privy? No, Ron Cephas Jones. Huh? Okay. You remember Bobby Fish from Luke Cage? He was the yep, dude. In I the, know him. The, okay. Yep. Yeah. This could work in the in the shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can remember where Winston he was in Kipling this. Is us, get down. Now. Yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic actor. I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and uh, Marta Milans has been cast in Shazam, and they're not saying who she's going to be. Um, supposedly one of the foster parents at the home where. 
Billy lives. And hmm. she's uh, most known for uh, No Tomorrow, Killer Women, and High Maintenance. Gotcha. Television. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to remain real positive on her. I wa- I uh, in preparation for the show, I watched her in an interview. A lot of her facial tics and mannerisms reminded me of a girl I used to date. And ugh, you know. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't end well. So I'm kind of like, Aah. but uh, I'm trying to remain positive. <laughs> Well, it's called acting, you and that? you're going to have to trust it. What's that? It's called Shut acting, up. and you're just going to have to trust it. Yeah, yeah. You ever do that? What? No. Just you just see like an actor or something. Or? Oh. Well, no, I know you don't do that. No. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, we see someone, like an actor or something, they remind you of like a, a, a person that you had a bad experience with in your past, and you're like, mm, I the, the instinct feels familiar, but I... I can't think of an example. Okay. But I, I do want to say I can empathize. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's a nice person. I don't know anything about her. Yeah. No. This is, you're describing, like, the, 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 the epitome of a superficial take is what you're describing. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, it's not... I assume you haven't considered her person as a whole in that. Oh. No, no, yeah. no, no. Oh. I'm... I'm uh, Quite the opposite, uh, in fact. You know, yeah. You know, right out and and proudly mentioning like this is this is completely just a strange, <laughs> completely a strange, an unjustified uh, knee-jerk reaction, based irrational solely on know, my thing very on my part, yeah. history. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure she's fine. I get it. I get it. Totally get it. <laughs> I just can't think of an example, but I do. I honestly do. For some reason, feel like I've done that before. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Suicide Squad two, Joel Kinnaman posted a picture on Instagram. We don't talk about Instagram as much as we used to anymore, but this is important. He's got a picture of himself, Jay Hernandez, Jai Courtney, with the Suicide Squad personal trainer, Brendan. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing like the two fingers. Mm-hmm. They're back to it, buddy. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're doing, I think this is for Suicide Squad too. I mean, it's, <laughs> we're, I mean, not just a peace symbol, maybe? But yeah, I, I would I also... mean, I, I would think that would be a little ridiculous. I would too. But you never know. You, you never, never know, know these people. But if if it's for tra- if they're training for Suicide Squad 2, mm-hmm. that means Jay Hernandez is, is not... His character is not dead. El Diablo is probably not dead then. That's kind of the bigger thing that I'm taking away from that, is somehow maybe he made it out of that. And, you know, I know, well, I know we live in like a comic book kind of world, but I just... You know, let people die. Yeah, it might be for a flashback or something. But he's a fire demon. He could probably survive, right? I, I mean, yeah. Essentially, he's a... Yeah, but I don't know. I'm always... <laughs> I'm usually firmly in the camp of, like, if it's something like TV or movie... Like, in the comics, I'm, I am I totally get it. You bring him back all the time. It's, it's, like, almost fun and cute to come up with new clever ways to bring somebody back, but... And even on TV, because it's long form, I, I'm okay with it a little bit more mm-hmm. and less. But, like, like I got annoyed because the guy in Kingsman came back. Uh, spoilers, man. I, uh, it's it's literally on the DVD cover. This isn't... Spoilers. <laughs> this isn't spoilers. This is way spolt. <laughs> Super spolt. Actually, the director even talked about it. was like, yeah, I did not film that thinking that was going to be a part of the promotional material. I'm not happy about that. So, okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, he's he's pissed like the whole thing. I'm way way on the back end of this spoiler train, but still the sentiment though. We're like, I his like I watched the first one. He got killed, and I kind of thought, ooh, that's brave. I don't like it. And then he's back. Okay, all right. 
don't know, stuff like that. It's just like, especially in movies, you're only doing a few of them in all likelihood. Just let people die. Anyway. <sighs> I'll move on. All right. Well, uh, Wonder Woman 2 is apparently going to be the first to adopt new anti-sexual harassment guidelines from the PGA, the Producers Guild of America. Mm-hmm. And on Friday, they issued a bunch of new guidelines for producers, cast, crew, other team members. Um, they're pretty, uh, pretty stringent, uh, new guidelines, as one might assume, based on everything that's been going on, going on, uh, in Hollywood lately. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not going to get into all of that right now, uh, all of the guidelines and everything, but, uh, uh, the PGA presidents, Gary, uh, Lucchesi and Lori McCreary, uh, said sexual harassment can no longer be tolerated in our industry or within the ranks of the producers guild membership. We are in a tra- transitional moment. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Transitional moment as a society in which we are reevaluating behavior in the workplace and beyond producers possess authority, both on and off the set and can provide key leadership in creating and sustaining work environments that are built on mutual respect. Uh, that according to variety, uh, now mm-hmm. that's, that's great. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not only not getting into all the guidelines because they're kind of long and actually what I kind of thought was already probably in place to some degree, but ignored mostly. So the, uh, you know, you don't want to do like a breakdown more. of the history of sexual harassment guidelines in Hollywood. I kind of right don't. No, not really. Cause dude, if, if any vehicle is, is built for that, it's ours. We can. Yeah. I, I thought it might be, but then I, I looked down and went, oh, but Ben Affleck turned down Flashpoint, so we need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's actually my point, is if anyone felt like digressing that long, it might be best. But um, I honestly, I'm having trouble even finding him right now. Like, it's hard to yeah. actually get to. Uh, it'd be nice if someone would give me a couple bullet points I could just digest very quickly. But, but you know, I, I will say this. Really neat for it to be Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's apropos, mm-hmm. I, fe- I felt. Yeah, I'm just skipping. Um, so... But yeah, as I mentioned, though, Ben Affleck turned down the directing, according to Variety, Ben Affleck turned down the directing job on Flashpoint. Um, and now they're looking, they're in negotiations for John Francis Daly and, jo- and Jonathan Goldstein of of co-writing Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, it was, it was, gotcha. it was kind of funny, though. Sorry. Gotcha. It was a little bit of uh, looking at their at their past. It was a bit. It was a bit like the Simpsons Halloween episode where uh, Homer's about to buy the Krusty doll, mm-hmm. and uh, the old man goes, "The doll is cursed," and Homer goes, "That's bad." He's like, "But it comes with a free Frogert. Well, that's good. <laughs> the Frogert is also cursed. That's bad. But it comes with your free choice of topping. Well, that's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. <laughs> that's bad. You know, I just actually he didn't know what that one meant, mm-hmm. but he was like, um." <laughs> That's bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they co-wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. That's good, I feel like, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but they wrote... Great match for the Flash's character so far. But. Yeah. They wrote Ed Helms' Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Can't all That's be winners, bad. man. <laughs> Can't all be but winners. They wrote both hor- but they wrote both horrible bosses. That's good. Wait, hard. But they wrote on, The Incredible Bird One or Two. Or both. Both. Oh, see, Horrible Bosses 1 wasn't really that bad. Uh, 2. I two laughed was like my a, ass off in both. 2 was maybe a, there shouldn't have been a 2, but... I loved both of them. And Chris Pine was amazing in Horrible Bosses 2. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I like both. <laughs> you do you, Dave. I will do me. I support it. But The Incredible Burt Wonderstone was pretty bad. Mm, never heard of that one. Uh, Steve Carell. It's, it, yeah. 
Okay, so they work with talent. <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean I think they're they're definitely qualified for this job. Yeah. I just I never remember names of people like producers or directors until I um I have I have to actually go IMDb I'm like, oh yeah, okay, okay that guy that guy's gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But you know, I see why they're being considered. Seems like a great fit. I get it. I'm down. I just yeah. I would just be happy if anyone was attached at this point. Is it okay if I'm just happy if anyone's attached? Until they're not, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know what they're right. attaching these people with, <laughs> but I want to say like ten year old Velcro. Uh-huh. I want some crazy glue involved <laughs> next time, man. A little bit of craggle. A little bit of craggle. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this isn't actually news. I just thought it was it's kind of fun, something fun to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, someone asked Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, if you had to make a kid's movie for your own children, which cartoon would you adapt? And he said, Dean Titans. Hmm. And yeah. I, would l- I would love to see a Paul Thomas Anderson Teen Titans movie. I'll bet you would. I don't think you like Paul Thomas Anderson. Not a huge fan, no. <laughs> Um, he's done a bunch of Radiohead videos, and uh, I I love all of his Fiona Apple videos. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they used to date, so I'm already in awe of the man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're already you know, he, he direct. I mean, he directed Paper Bag, Hot Knife, Fast You Can, Limp, uh, Across the Universe. Like her co- little cover of Oh my gosh, it's such a fantastic video. Yeah. Uh, um, he did the the movie adaptation of Inherent Vice. Uh, the adaptation of the uh, Thomas Pinchon novel. Uh, he did The Master with Philip Seymour Hoffman, which is weird. It's a weird movie. They're all weird movies. But, um, oh my gosh. Like, I liked The Master. I loved Punch Drunk Love. Um, you hated There Will Be Blood, though, didn't you? So badly. I mean, I had no <laughs> love for that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh and he did Boogie Nights, of course. I, I would totally sit down and watch a uh, a, a Teen Titans directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Absolutely. Uh, but knowing WB, they'd probably hire Paul W.S. Anderson. Go go crazy, man. Just go <laughs> go crazy on all that. I am good. <laughs> all right, so Screen Rant was talking to Doug Lyman, mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, was going to be doing Justice League Dark and then left the project. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Okay, so here's the thing. They asked him, and I'm going to give you a heavily truncated version of this. Because I don't know if you remember when we used to cover all this with Doug Lyman and how Doug Lyman answers questions. Okay. Well, but I like he did how the you're same thing here. Yeah, he, he, he did the same thing here that he did all those times before. So here's my heavily truncated version. Mm-hmm. I would be open to it if the right piece of material comes along. Now, what really happened was he said I would be open to it and then insert huge, sprawling, meandering paragraph about the artistic and commercial value of his current TV series, Impulse, mm. if the right piece of material comes along. <laughs> like, <sighs> like disconnected thoughts and like 15, 16 lines, like a huge paragraph of just utter bullshit that has nothing to do with Justice League Dark. And then be like, yeah, I'd be open to the, just, to the, to the DC world if the right piece of material comes along. Right. So, I'm not even going to attempt to read it because it's like, <laughs> it's just, there's no need for just that. Not. There's no. I, I appreciate. I appreciate being spared. <laughs> anyway, uh, over to the DC TV section. Uh, the Gotham cast is still teasing Long Halloween. It, it's been brought up by uh, 
McKenzie and now uh, Monahan is is teasing the influence of the Long Halloween on the uh, on Gotham. He posted a panel from the book which features Grundy, Hatter, Joker, Penguin, Ivy, Scarecrow, and Catwoman, with a caption that reads, "It's not Halloween, so why am I posting this?" Hashtag subtle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, there's mm, that. Yeah, still teases for now. Over to Supergirl. According to Omega Underground, um, another one of those pesky little Vimeo videos temporarily showed what appears to be an actress named Sarah Caballos auditioning Cabellos. for the role of Lois Lane. Caballos? Yeah, I actually know that one. Okay. Yeah. There's finally a name I feel qualified to say and, and be pretty sure about. Oh, all right. Well, that's good. We had to have one. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to be one. wrong about that now. Oh, uh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm bracing for it now. Uh, Yeah, we're going to start a new segment on the show called F Your Hubris. That's- <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's, that's, why we have a, that's why we have a commentary section. And then we oh, read no. that commentary where we get stuff wrong. It's, it's- mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. But apparently during the video, she describes her relationship to Superman and her first meeting with Supergirl. So, all right. Um, I did, I did, I did see that headline at some point earlier this week and went, uh, uh, all right. And she's already been name dropped, right? So. Yeah, she has. I mean, you know, it's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new promo for Supergirl gives us a glimpse at a more comics accurate costume for Monel. If you want to check that out, I'm, uh, more pleased. That's cape and all. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was happy for you when I saw that costume. Oh, Dave's going to be happy. But. Yeah. I mean, oh, Das Cape. Mm-hmm. That was a weird, weird noise I made. I, right I'm not somewhere sure. Somewhere in there. Was, I'm not sure what was going to go on with that. But I just, I'm, you know, I still support you as an individual. I'm, you're fine. Thank you, man. I won't, like, I've, say start a petition, for instance, to have you removed from the podcast. But mm. even though they're just too damn easy to start these days, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. If you'd like to start a petition mm-hmm. to get to have me removed from the podcast, mm-hmm. let us know about it. Yeah. And we'll promote it on the show. Right. <laughs> Uh, Sherman Smith over on DC on screen, uh, podcast on Facebook says, I'm liking Ralph Dibney on the flash, but they got to get Cisco to come up with a better costume. Well, guess what, man? They, they, they gave him a different costume and it's better than the last one, but I still kind of hate it. I'm not sure. I got to see more than a bus shot. Yeah. It sort of looks like, um, it reminds me of, um. The Firestorm costume. Yeah, with that. The first Firestorm costume. Well, it actually, costume. see, that for the same, it also reminded me of, like, Monel's uh, previous, I guess, or current, whatever you want yeah. to call it. Because it's got that, like, yeah. collar uh, kind of lateral thing with the button on the side kind of situation. Yeah, it does. It does. Seems very popular on the CW right now. Yeah. Well, we got our first, uh, our, our first look at Goldberg of WWE fame and uh, Elongated Man in his superhero costume. So, you know. That's all out there. That's there. It's also I'm airing like this week so, okay. or next week, something yeah. like that. Uh, so Randy over on Twitter has told us, uh, this is at RandySF45, if you want to go follow Randy, because salt of the earth, great guy, mm-hmm. says, make a good show and people will watch. And guess what? The numbers are in for Black Lightning. Things are looking quite good. The episode pulled in 2.31 million viewers and a 0.8 uh, rating among adults age 18 to 49. It was also the highest rated CW premiere since Legends premiere, uh, sorry, appeared in 2016. Even a rerun of the episode airing on Friday night brought in just under a million viewers. Uh, hell, uh, even Twitter 
uh, had it as the top trending topic during its initial airing. So things are looking quite good for the series. It it did just fine. Um, and a lot of that would just be like, okay, strong premiere, but you know, we'll see. Uh, but like the the thing that I've never seen in any of the strong premieres that we've covered is I've never seen it trend so well on Twitter. But yeah, coincidence? Who knows? But I've certainly never seen encore. Have. have you? Okay, good. So I, the yeah. thing that I've really never seen is I've never seen an encore airing still pull in that many. That's mm-hmm. Really, so it actually beat out like a new episode of Crazy Ex Girlfriend that aired the same night yeah. on the CW. Um, it it that's it, that looks good because normally I'd be like, well, it's you know great premiere, but we gotta see week two, man. Or I don't know because that's a cool starting point, but you gotta know where the slope is and how far Y had has to equal MX plus B at some point, and we need to know where you are on that bastard. Mm-hmm. I just suddenly remembered how to do slope. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I was confused myself. <laughs> All right. So talking about where this season of Black Lightning is heading, showrunner Salim Akil said, we are introducing a new drug into the community called Green Light in later episodes. Oh, kind of like Vertigo. Mm-hmm. It will be the crux of the season in terms of how drugs enter a community, how a community is exploited, and Black Lightning sort of walking himself up the food chain of discovering where it comes from and who put it there. I'm down. Yep. I mean, you can't like do a show like Black Lightning is doing without bringing in drugs. Honestly, I, I like I want to make a joke about how Vertigo, and we've done this before in CW, but no, we haven't. Like Black, yeah, Black Lightning haven't. is like a 20% more mature show than anything else the CW has going on right now, I think. Absolutely. I agree. At least that any anything on my radar at least. So Yeah. There's that. There's the fact that um drug trafficking is a great way to get into something like that. It's a great way mm-hmm. to get to your white whale. Um mm-hmm. I I mean I, there's plenty Or your Tobias whale? Yeah. <laughs> Tis the reference I was making. <laughs> so like it it's a great there's nothing wrong with it. There's just there's nothing wrong with it. Green light sounds like a really hilarious and kind of fun name for a drug. I got no problem with this. Mm-hmm. And I even like that it just for a second makes me think of Green Lantern. Like I, I wonder if like somebody in the office was like, yeah. And there's a DC feel to that that I appreciate. We're gonna call it Green Light. No. Well, you know, it does remind me to to mention that uh, my fiance Bethany is uh, still referring to uh, the Green Arrow lights in traffic as queen lights. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because of green arrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's good work. Good work. Yeah. That was hers. Mm-hmm. I was proud. Good work. <sighs> I'm very proud right now. She doesn't even like try either. She'll just be like, no, I have the queen light. <sighs> All right. <laughs> it just, she's just internalized it now. <laughs> I think so. I know this is going to sound crazy. Dave, can I have a personal moment with you? Sure. I think you should marry that one. Uh, that's the plan. Cool. <laughs> Maybe I forgot something huge that's coming up in your life. I won't rule that out, but I was just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. One month, two days, buddy. Cool. Is that why I'm getting my suit dry cleaned right now? Because I knew there had to be a reason. That's why I'm buying a suit. Hmm. <laughs> you know the funniest part? Like, the suit that I'm getting dry cleaned? Mm-hmm. That's the one I bought for my wedding. Oh, wow. I just wear it. I just wear it now. I don't have a lot of suits. Yeah. I have but the one. So hopefully there's not like a color scheme to your wedding because I'm not going to fit it unless it happens to be like navy blue. 
It's it's actually like blue and white. So Fantastic. Yeah, that I'm gonna be great. Yeah. But it's really only for like the you know, the families and stuff that we're really really concerned about. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So I can't wear know. a t shirt. No. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not gonna kick you out if you do. <laughs> no, damn you. I have enough on my plate. Behave, Jason. God damn it. I mean, you know what else is blue is 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 the butter robot from Rick and Morty. That shirt that I got you that with is the true. butter robot on it. That's blue. That is true. I'm not gonna kick you out. No. I'm gonna wear that under I'm definitely wearing that under my actual suit now, just for you. That's the undershirt that will be accompanying me to your wedding. Hey, you 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 show up in that shirt on the outside. Anybody looks at me, I'm going. Jason, do him. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna refrain from causing trouble. Believe you me, you will have enough on your plate. It is. Yeah, it is like the. Maybe. It's the day that you. It doesn't matter how much you prepare for it. It's still going to be a pain in the ass. What a kind sentiment. I know. I prefer truth. <laughs> I think kindness. I prefer in this, justice. I, th- I think truth in this place is kindness. Like, let me tell you the truth about it, so you're braced and ready for it. Something that day is going to kick your ass that you didn't see coming. Just okay. Just be prepared. All right. <laughs> I feel like you're so excited I, now. I feel like that about every day, though. You know. Okay. So. See, that's fair. Okay. Cool. And just in that in that way, yeah. Just now you know for sure on that day what general vicinity it might be coming from. So that's that's good. I mean, already. Uh, I already know I have to wake up early on that day. Well, so that's already kind of a down. Yeah. Yeah. So what else you got, day? <laughs> <laughs> I already got up on the wrong side of the clock. What else do you want from me? All right. All right. Over to Legends of Tomorrow. It's enough bat wieners for now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Legends of Tomorrow. This is fun. According to Dominic Purcell, Citizen Cold and Constantine are going to be getting a little bit flirty when Legends comes back. Purcell says, well, Trenchcoat has just arrived, and I've only had one scene with him, and that was last week. He was hitting on Wentworth's character. Isn't isn't uh, Constantine bisexual? And it was all too much for Rory, so he just kind of walked out. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, that's, that is probably going to be amusing. He said, uh, Rory watching Citizen Cold and Trenchcoat flirt with one another was too much for, for Rory, so he just got out of there. That's what I remember doing. It's all too much. Too much information, which makes it really funny. The scene is hysterical. We were all just on the floor laughing, so it's all done in good fun. I, 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 except for the hysterical. I'll be the judge of that, Mick. That's right. Otherwise, it did sound like a funny scene. It did. Yeah. You know what I'm excited about, though? Constantine? Well, sure. Mm-hmm. But also this, uh, Wally West is going to be on Legends, and they've made uh, Kenyon Lonsdale a series regular. Mm-hmm. Let me give you the, the uh, can I retranslate that headline? Sure. This is from the CW. We finally found a place we can afford to put him for a while. Yeah. That I mean, that's the reason. It's it's nothing against the character of Kenny. Like, they just ran out of money to have two speedsters on the Flash. Like, they kind of bit off more than they could chew. I also don't think they knew, I think it was that, and they also did, just didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, it is a, it's, like, it's a little difficult to plan a scene. But I think, like, I, I have faith in the writers that they would have figured something out on that. They did. They threw him under the legends. Right. <laughs> oh, you think Joe and Quentin are going to, like, start a support group of, like, worried time-traveling fathers? Or worried, be worried fathers of time-travelers? <laughs> Can that be a series? <laughs> Uh, maybe. I want that series. What was that series with uh Tom Bakula or Scott Bakula, sorry, and um Ray Romano and uh dude whose name I'm ashamed I can't remember from the, the captain of Brooklyn Nine Nine. 
Yeah, on- men of a certain age. Yes, the TNT vehicle, I believe. And his name was Andre Brower. Thank you. Um, but favorite character on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, whose name Amazing. I'm ashamed slipped my mind. But Captain Raymond Holt. Do like one of those kinds of shows, and it just be like <laughs> Quentin and and Joe and uh, who? I don't even know who you'd throw out in that. Uh, ooh, ooh, throw in Danny Trejo. Uh huh. That'd be a fun little. He'd be a fun that- third wheel. Who? Um, uh, Machete, the guy, uh, the gypsy's father. Oh, Trejo, yeah. yeah. Danny Trejo, yeah, okay. <laughs> they finally did remember a name and there was no reward. <laughs> that saved us zero Get time. back. Yeah, I'd watch that show. Actually, I, like, I'm imagining a little bit like the, um, like the cafe from How It Should Have Ended, but with those three. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I would watch that show. They all sit around in lawn chairs around Thomas Wayne's grave. Yes. <laughs> There's a picture of Moira in the background. I want the fallen. I want the occasional. Oh no, that'd I want be like the occasional and, hologram and... of Jarrell. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? I don't know. Like I'm thinking, like there's a, a, a list of the fallen, and it's like Moira and Merlin. Yeah, <laughs> fathers who didn't make it. That's good. Damn it. And man. I guess Robert. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Henry Allen. Mm. God, how could I forget him? How quickly? That's how. <laughs> and every once in a while they're like they're like yeah, it's really crazy how much you look like jay garrick yeah i know it's uh. <laughs> messed up <laughs> every now they tell me i look like barry like barry like like barry your son no i feel like they're talking about somebody else like barry you when you were your son yeah yeah like me from maybe 30 years ago anyway i never thought about it <clears throat> yeah they occasionally just look over to Robert Queen, who's like sitting in the corner with a gunshot to his head. Nice. <laughs> just flies gathering. <laughs> That's awful. That's bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, you you did manage to take a perfectly good pitch, which was, I'm sure, a terrible pitch, but a cogent one and turn it into a Family Guy callback. Yeah. I feel like it, I feel like legitimately that should be a series, but like a mini series. <laughs> hey, look, next CWC adventure. Yeah, let's turn that let's turn that, that toward Blue Ribbon Blue Ribbon Productions or whatever they call themselves, and let them go. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want it to be animated. It should be like uh, how Agents of Shield did the little slingshot miniseries. Oh yeah, yeah, for, the, yeah. for online. Yeah, I got you. It should just be that. Yeah, mm, fair enough. It should be like Quentin getting annoyed that they keep offering him a drink. Right. Like you stupid sons of bitches, you know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> you're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> there's like a running joke where. Yeah. Um, Breacher just kind of <laughs> constantly has to ask, like, what were you talking about? Because he constantly, literally comes in and out of the conversation by, like, several dimensions. Like, he'll just leave because he gets bored mid-sentence and come back later and be like, what are we talking about? I'm like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> just hang in there. Hang in there. We're tired of having to recap you every two and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, over to Teen Titans, or new or Titans, or whatever. It's weird, you, you wrote in here as the title, New Titans Casting, and I was like, New Titans? Yeah. Because that was the name of a, of the comic when they came back. Yeah, anyway. Gotcha. Uh, Castle star Seamus Dever, Dever has been added to the cast of Titans. No word on his role yet. I don't know this guy. I, I, I never watched Castle, really. I watched a couple seasons, because Nathan Fillion is Are really you- just that charming. Are you aware of this guy? Yes. Is he good? Yeah, he was one of the uh, in-house detectives. Okay. I um, I got nothing for or against it, man. I mean, perfectly cool. serviceable actor. Cool. Uh, they did um, 
there has been a confirmation that Krypton takes place in Kandor City. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Uh, Kandor is Krypton's capital city, and um, in the comics, Brainiac kind of steals it and mini- miniaturizes it, and it's in the Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Superman's always like, oh, one day I'll figure out how to make him normal sized again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's just a fun little back back of his head problem. Yeah, I'll yeah. get to that. Like, it feels like it's a, like a thing in his garage that he knows is broken. They could probably fix. Yeah, but he kind of doesn't want to probably deal with like, the Kryptonians on Earth. So he's like, yeah, they're happy, right? Uh, but yeah, I but like, it's happy. like. Like it's it feels to me like it's like well it's it's like one of those things where it's like I mean the first thing I'd have to do is buy a three hundred fifty dollar tool and it might not even work. I don't really feel like it. Yeah. I know it's like not Batman's that flippant. like I don't and Batman like calls him and is like, Hey man, did you ever figure out what you're gonna do about Candor? I mean you know I can help. No, I'm good. Ah, I forgot about that. I'm good. This is, uh, you know. Like, I mean, Clark, I can come over. Like, I've got like this de-shrinking rate. No, you're, you're good. Like, we can call. I mean, we don't even we, know what would happen. We can call up Ray. We can, uh, like Mister Terrific's probably free. Like, we can. Uh, <laughs> we can put some brain space on this thing, man. If you want to, yeah. Just you know, I, uh, I'm a little busy. A little busy. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? It's Kandor taking me forever actually... to catalog some of the stuff in the fortress. You literally move at the speed of light. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> I like to do it analog, you know? Kandor has totally been, like, brought back several times in different uh, in different uh, scenarios yeah. throughout the ages, and it never turns out well. Yeah. So It's still nice to have, like, a little landscape, though, where every now and then you can shrink people into it, and then, then play with that for a little while. Yeah. Like, oh, what are all these, like, red splotches on the inside of the of the Kandor dome? Oh, things are going badly. Yeah, <laughs> this is this isn't working out. Maybe we shouldn't keep a set of people isolated completely in perpetuity. Well, Clark, we could just re, re bring him back. No, no, no. We'll just freeze him. Mm-hmm. We'll freeze him this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll do. I just made that up. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, why don't you just put the whole world in a bottle, Superman? I was going to do that to you earlier, and I, I, I left it alone. But. <laughs> <sighs> Isn't that both yeah, of our like no. number one thing we'd love to see done kind of thing? Oh, it has, I, well, I don't know about well, number one, but it's it's pretty close. Top it's, three minimally, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know about top three either, but really, because we discussed this before, and it came up on your top three. Probably on my top five. I don't know, man. Things change. I, I don't know. know. People grow. <laughs> Damn it! People grow. People change. People forget how good a don't thing st- was. Don't stymie my evolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Because you can't move past things? Just because you can't change? <laughs> don't belittle my constancy bastard. either. You stagnant bastard! I'm right. Sorry, I don't know what's come over me, Jason. The uh, the ignorance helps. It helps me stay in one place. It's really very safe. It, it, it's very comforting. Mm. <laughs> your top three rankings being your little security blanket mm-hmm. throughout life. Yep. They may never change. Right. But no, I would like to see uh, Superman Red Sun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited because, you know, they, on, uh, we don't really, I'm not getting into it terribly, but uh, one of the things for, um, what's it, um, Suicide Squad Hell to Pay is like a, a preview of like the death and life of Superman. Mm-hmm. And I actually do want to see that done well in animation, but I also know the next project is, is, is probably going to be Red Sun. 
like the next big project. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it just feels like it's getting closer every like new announcement of any kind of animated thing. Mm-hmm. Like Death and Life of Superman proper is probably on my top ten, but Superman Red Sun is probably on my top five. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just gonna round that up to thing you'd like to see the most in life, if that's okay with you. In life, probably not. I just said I was gonna round it up, and I almost—I just perfunctorily asked if it was okay with you. It wasn't about you. I'm just. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is for me. You just—you're gonna have to deal with it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I think I'm gonna call it, man. Are we done? I think we're done. Yeah, the things, all the things. Okay, cool. All the things. That's all the things I felt like talking about. Yeah, that's all we found, to be honest. There's not a lot out there. Yeah. There's some actors talking about how they feel about things. That's out there. Yeah. They've all well, I mean, that's what they gotta do. Yeah. That's 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 their stock and trade, man. Oh yeah. They've gotta feel things to to emote on screen for us. Uh-huh. I, I, I get it. I get it. I just get a little bored by it. Like I Hey, do you I what feel do you think like they're gonna I'd do like with their character? Felicity take up hand gliding. I don't care. Yeah. Do you think they're going to have a romantic love interest for your character? Oh, I really think that'd be a great idea. Oh, I don't care. Are you in the writer's room? No, not never. No. Actually, where is the writer's room? Okay, yeah, I don't care about your pitch for the thing that they're not going to listen to at all. Well, I've seen the I've seen the writers come from that direction, but it is well, I have to pass the craft the craft Is that station, also station by is there a it? chance that that is also where they're keeping the food? Maybe. Okay. Are you on a set where the writers are actually allowed to touch the food? Oh, no. No, not at all. I assume they were restocking. Okay. No. Where are the bathrooms? Oh, that makes sense. I've seen them coming from the bathrooms. I've seen them coming from the bathrooms. Gotcha. So you have seen the writers. Yes. Yes, of course I've seen the writers. I talked to one. Well, I almost did, but Steven said something funny, and we got into a conversation. Mm-hmm. Then we had to be back on set. So. Also, how could you tell they were writers? I don't know. The writers look a lot like the interns. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think they make about the same. Probably... Probably. <laughs> yeah. How do you know that he was a writer? Well, he was, he was, he came he out of the pen. bathroom, he was crying, and he was, <laughs> he came out of the bathroom, he was crying, he was holding a chunk of his own hair. <laughs> um. well, that's a writer. <laughs> that's wait, a wait, writer. Wait. Did you say a chunk? Oh, no, that's not a writer. That's an intern. Two chunks is writer. Two chunks. Oh, okay. You both, it, okay. I, it needs to be the, the therapist from Animaniacs. Got to be two at the same time. I thought, uh, I thought if it was an intern, they'd be coming out of the bathroom with uh, cocaine producer's coffee. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, coffee. Because he just pissed in it. Right. <laughs> he, just, he or she don't want to be sexist here. It's just flavored. They call it natural. Yeah. They're just they're just hoping they can piss out a little bit of creative producers to understand. Oh, no. That's something. that's a hate-filled transaction, my friend. That's all that is. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing, nothing not <laughs> passive-aggressive and hateful about that. <laughs> it, like, you're, you're describing some, uh, like... I'm just gonna lop off passive. Yeah. <laughs> just take that and toss it in the trash can. <laughs> well, it's passive in the sense you don't, you know, cop to it. <laughs> it's not like you walk up to somebody and be like, "Hi, here's your urine-filled latte." <laughs> yeah. What can you tell me about this latte? It's sterile, perfectly oh. sterile. Like whenever anyone talks about piss. I think of that bit from home movies where Coach McGurk just holds up that jar of his own urine with those little, like, parasite things in it. And he goes, what about this? This ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's, There's also a thing earlier in the series where, like, they're out camping and someone... Uh, pisses and something it's a whole it's a whole thing that's hilarious 
If you guys haven't seen home movies, it's fantastic. It's, it's really it's, worth your time. It's a solid little animated series. Anyway, uh, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode of DCOnScreen.com. You know what we haven't had in a long time? A mm. voicemail. We oh, haven't had a voicemail in a really long time. That's true. Do you remember Do you remember what the number is, Jason? 205-259-6331. Oh my goodness. One more time for the people who aren't as quick as you are, buddy. 205-259-6331. That's awesome. I'm so glad you remember the phone number that I set up like four years before I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> but that is where we receive our voicemails. My memory so is a, a, a cavernous, bizarre <clears throat> entity that I will never get my head around. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is. And uh, <laughs> we just, tweet at DC on screen. great. <laughs> we tweet at DC on screen. We're on Facebook at DC on screen. You can find us there. If you would like to, it would really help us out. You can uh, leave a review, five star, four star, something positive on uh, on uh, the iTunes or our iTunes store account. Or uh, you know what? I actually did a little testing and the reviews on your on the Facebook pages actually do show up in uh, a Google search. Like I looked up DC on screen. I looked through a, and the Facebook page was one of the first things that popped up and they actually show how many ratings we have and how, and what the average star rating is. So that would Fantastic. probably be a huge help too. Yeah. Anyway, that sounds like some conspiracy stuff, but okay. Yeah, it does. Cause mm-hmm. it just sounds like the way of the world, man. Everything's every, everything is like Everything's social media, man. connected. As long as it's social media. As long as it's not a TV version of a Marvel Universe property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw your Inhumans petition. Never gonna work. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> we love you guys. Keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgen's The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time, TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Look around you, that car you're driving, that house your family lives in, making your daughter laugh, inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive, teaching him he can be anything, all you. And your dreams for tomorrow, you'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen, they are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance, protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.